Hello and welcome to We Live on a Planet. How are you doing? I'm your host, Patrick. I have a special show for you this Saturday evening, a co-host that I just did with my best friend, Corey. And it was fun. Corey um, and I have been friends for over 10 years now. And I convinced him the other day to download the Anchor app so we could do what we just did tonight. It was our first time co-hosting, our first time trying to do this, and it was fun. We just had a natural conversation. It's random. It's uh, It jumps all over the place. There's topics that we talk, all kinds of topics. I'm hoping you'll tune in and check out what Corey and I had to say in this next 30-minute conversation with my buddy Corey. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy it. I hope you're having a fun weekend so far, and this was fun. I just enjoyed myself doing something a little different at We Live on a Planet. The only constant in life is change. So here we go. My interview with my buddy, Corey. Stick around. Stay tuned. Hello. Hey, Corey. What's going on? Not much. How are you doing, Patrick? I am doing well. Thank you for being on the show. We live on a planet. I'm really excited for this. So am I. Thanks for having me. Yeah, groovy. So uh, what's big and happening in Bend, Oregon right now? How are How's... Uh, how are things? Things are great. Things are great here. Man, I miss you. It, it sucked street for me, but it's really cool that uh, you got yourself an anchor app. So now we can do this co-host feature and try to see if we can get into mischief and talk about something and maybe uh, have some of our listeners be engaged and we could just have a have a communication. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. I'm hoping it can go somewhere. Me too. That would be a lot of fun. So I, I've noticed uh, I've been very envious because you moved to Oregon. Obviously, my best friend moved, so that sucks. But I was really happy that you made that move for you and your family. But now Thank I'm you, jealous. <laughs> yeah, I'm jealous, though. Now you're living in a state that uh, cannabis is legal. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, it's legal. You can buy it recreationally, medically, and you can grow your own here. So wow. it's pretty, pretty dope. That's crazy. You know, our friends to the north, I know you just moved, but I know you're up on the on the news. Our friends to the north, which is only about a three and a half drive, three and a half hour drive from where I am, Canada. They're going to be going legal the whole country. I heard that. Yeah. Nationwide. I heard that. I actually have a, a Facebook friend that I communicate with about growing, actually. Uh, and he's he's been really excited and amped up about that. He's been applying for some some sort of permit where he can he can grow outdoor legally oh, okay. uh, I'm, not, I'm not really sure the laws up there because i don't live up there so they aren't really important to me so <laughs> <laughs> it's we have enough laws to worry about in our country don't we yeah more than enough thanks <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a show topic right there that's a, a show something we could definitely talk about um laws and also though speaking of marijuana we we're talking since i just brought it up and you're there in bend oregon you guys, um, when I was talking to you the other day, you said that you're you're kind of having a surplus, so there's more than what people are, are can. Yeah, handle. yeah. <laughs> Last I heard, there's uh, the 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 total population of Oregon is four million people, and there's a one million pounds inventory right now of cannabis in the legal market. Wow. So that that doesn't count the black market. Yeah. So it's about a quarter a quarter pound per person here in in this entire state of Oregon. I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and me both. 
<laughs> I want to do. I want to do that. Is that does that make it wrong? <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't make it wrong at all. <laughs> oh shit! I was. I'm. I am in my studio. Is I. I don't have my producer with me, and I was gonna. Right then is when I would have had uh, either my reggae air horn or my smoke weed every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you can do the ba da ba ba da. -da. <laughs> yeah, right. Because I got high. Because yeah. I got high. Man, that's crazy that there's a surplus. You know, and it's weird, though, because our federal government is still saying that it's not legal. Yeah, it's still, uh, it's, uh, what is it, a Schedule 1 on the Controlled Substances Act? Which, which is, is ridiculous. Kind of, it's absolutely ridiculous because it doesn't allow for any, any testing or any studies or anything to be done legally while it's, it sits there as a Schedule 1. So, and yeah, and we have people, you know, I, I always steer clear of ta uh, politics here. We live on a planet, but this isn't really political. But it's but when we have people such as Jeff Sessions in off in, you know, making some of these decisions when I feel he's not really educated. See, I'm not educated enough to know about Jeff Sessions really to know exactly how he stands it. But I know that if, if it was up to him, he would make it illegal. Yeah, well, he said good people don't smoke marijuana. So, right. Right. I think that's a direct quote of his. <laughs> yeah, he's had some doozies. Yeah. He's had some doozies. That's for sure. So you've got a surplus, so you don't know what to do with it. So does that mean that it is? Yeah, prices cheap? are just plummeting. Yeah, I was going to say it's got to be cheap. Yeah, well, uh, if from, from bef uh, last year around this time to this year around this time, uh, prices have been almost cut in half the average gram price per gram price. Um, but I can, I've been able to find ounces for as low as $80. Recently. Wow. Yeah. And that's not like bottom of the barrel. That's, you know, dank, you know, good quality. Right. Pretty, pretty much as good as any of the, any of the good stuff. I work for around two fifty an ounce or so. And you can get it for 80. Yeah. 80 bucks. Wow. So, yeah. You're since you since it's legal there. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're allowed to grow it if you want to as well for pers for personal use. Yeah, you can grow. Uh, I think it's four plants uh, per household. Um, and if it's outdoor, it can't be within a thousand feet of a school. And okay. there's there are certain uh, local ordinances against it. So like a a town can make an ordinance against growing outside, but they they still can't stop you from growing inside. Man, I just, I can't even imagine the day here in New York. I know right now in Onondaga County, which you know where it is, but my listeners don't, um, which is just a mm -hmm. county over from where I live. Uh, they have um, some, disp not dispensaries, but uh, they're going to be doing the pill form, doing something where they're making it in the pill form. And there's three places. And one of them's in DeWitt, I believe. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of skeptical about that because I know when any time they do it synthetically, it's you know it's missing hundreds of different chemicals that are in the plant naturally. I'm totally so. skeptical of that. Totally, yeah. I I I don't. Once you get people like Monsanto or Bear or, or somebody like that that wants to get their hands in on the mix, it makes me really nervous. And right now, I know they are working on synthetic marijuana, not that spice shit that we're making people eat babies and stuff, but um. No, I mean stuff like Marinol. Yeah, you know, exactly. At a prescription level. Yeah. I, I, why, why would you really fuck with something when, 
nature's already produced it so perfectly. Yeah, and it, it works so well in its natural and its raw form, you know. So, I mean, you you you're only taking one chemical out of the plant, and then you know making that one chemical synthetically in a pill form when there's you know I count countless chemicals in the plant naturally that uh, interact with each other and work together. You know, you know, we just been recently giving our um, our pug Marley which you know, Marley, but my listeners, well, they've heard me talk about him a little bit. Uh, we've been giving him CBD oil. Yeah. Well, it seems- what, have you seen, what have you been giving him that for? Anxiety? Yeah. You know how he has his separation anxiety. Yeah. And, and it's gotten so bad, Corey, that anytime anybody just adjusts himself in the room just the wrong way, he has his total... Yeah. And so, yeah, so we uh, looked online and you can get CBD oil for pets because, well, the pet pet industry is big business. You know what I mean? I should have I should have done something in the lines of pet business and I'd be a rich man because people spend stupid money on their pets, Yeah, which which I'm one of them. I'm one of them because the CBD oil that we bought him, it does not have THC in it, but it had C. It was just pure CBD um 800 milligram i believe and uh it, it was i'm gonna say 145 bucks yeah wow yeah i've dabbed some some uh cbd shatter before i don't know if you have at all it's probably pretty hard to find in new york right yeah i have not um it it doesn't really give you a head high at all it just kind of gives you like a little bit of a body relaxation but i could i could probably dab like a whole gram of that stuff and like it barely really affects me at all so i don't i don't really see the thrill with the cbd unless you're using it for uh, medicinal purposes yeah and that's what i meant though that it has got some huge medicinal um properties in it because uh my oldest daughter bethany who has endometriosis mm-hmm. and that's what got her out of the air force um she decided to try to get that cbd and that's what got us to try to think about it for marley and she was using it for pain oh yeah no kidding yeah yeah and because there's nothing really she didn't want to she didn't want to get hooked on on the other pharmacies candy you know how the candy man's always trying to hand that shit out Oh, yeah. And that's a huge problem epidemic in its own right with people on this opioid crisis and just taking people out. And uh, then they're just getting hooked on hooked on those. I'm really lucky I never got hooked on pills after my back surgery. I know that because I have an addictive personality. That's for sure. Yeah. I I, after my car accident that I was in. Yeah, I was kind of nervous about that as well with myself. Speaking of your speaking of your car accident that you had, do you want to tell us a little bit about? We can get off the the subject of of weed right now and just kind of you've got some big life changing things coming up in your life, don't you? Yeah, dude, I've had a tracheostomy tube for twenty years, and I'm getting it out at the end of this month. Holy knock shit. on wood! Oh man, that is a celebration. Yeah, I, yeah, that's. That's going to be so I'm super. I'm super nervous about it. But. I, I don't blame you. I, well, knowing you, the kind of guy that I know that you are, you've already done all kinds of research and watched video on the actual procedure. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's not a pretty sight. Either, no. So. It's it's one of those once you watched it, you're like, maybe I should not have watched this. <laughs> so you know what though, with that comes I mean, I don't even think people might realize how major that is because you haven't been able to do the simple things that people enjoy in the summer, such as swimming. Yes, yeah, women. I mean, playing contact sports. I have a 13 year old that I can't really get physical on a basketball court with him because I got to be worried about him throwing a shoulder up in my neck, you know? Yeah. So, Your whole life shaving. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Taking a Definitely. shower. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Wow. That is huge, man. That's huge. And your at your accident was what over tw- you said 21 years ago, huh? No, it was uh January 1999, so almost 20 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Man, what a life change. That is crazy. I'm yeah, happy so the, I'm, the I'm happy recovery the, the recovery will be about a month, but then I'm hoping to be able to swim after that. So I'm hoping to be able to swim by the beginning of September. That's awesome. Awesome. You know, I was, I was going to talk to you too about, uh, um, I wanted to, and this is totally going to jump topic and everything like that, but do you think in our lifetime, we will be kind of, this is so people that follow the station, they know that I do this and you're my best, you're one of my best friends, my best friend. I don't have any other friends besides you. Um, you know that I do this too. I jump all over the place, but do yeah, you think- association. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that's what that's what makes our conversation so exciting. Sometimes, do you think that we'll ever become um, oil independent in our life in our lifetime, mine and yours? Uh, oil independent meaning where uh, we where we go solar and electric, and we just kind of really decide that fossil fuels were the old school thinking. Uh, you mean like globally, like all of mankind? Well, I, let's just let's just start here in the U.S. because right now, I think it was just was it Denmark or one of them just uh, no yeah was it Denmark or one of them decided to I could be totally wrong and I probably got a listener from Denmark that's going to call me and complain uh, that, <laughs> they stopped, they that they stopped <laughs> that they stopped yeah right that they stopped fracking. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I and I can't, I can't remember if it's Denmark or the Netherlands or one of those. I may, but uh, I was just wondering if you know in Germany they've got these huge, huge solar fields, and so in the Europe and other places, I think they are forward thinking. It's just here in America, we're such a coal-driven nation that I think I don't think in my lifetime that uh, we'll be off from fossil fuels i i think the coal thing is is just a facade really i mean we we really aren't dependent on coal and there really aren't that many coal jobs like there there isn't people going down in the mines anymore you know they're sending machines down right right for for any of the coal that they are extracting um but i think there's already more solar jobs in this country than there are coal jobs uh, i could be wrong about that i hope yeah Somebody will call in and complain about that statement too. Um, but I, I think it's just, you know, uh, we're, they're kind of just throwing a story at us with the coal thing. I don't think it's 
Probably. I, I would think, I know that California has just made a, a nice step in the direction of all new housing. And I can't, I'm not sure when this goes into effect either, but it's coming right up that all new housing that is manufactured have to have solar panels on the roof. Oh yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. I think that I talked to my wife before I was like, you know, even if they implement, take every pole that's out right now and there's how many infrastructures of our poles that are already existing and put just a tiny little solar panel on top of each pole and you've already got the, the, the poles are there and everything like that. And it's almost like an ant ants, you know, you just, one ant isn't really anything, but you put them all together yeah, and they're um, but powerful. where I where I am, there aren't any poles. Everything's underground. Oh yeah. Oh no. So, that's got to make the landscape a lot different. Yeah, I mean, you you got those big green boxes in front of everybody's yard, though, which I think are pretty hideous. But some people can hide them with with some nice landscaping or something around it. But oh my gosh, I did. You know what I did? I did a broadcasting no no right before we started. I grabbed a a can of bubbly sparkling water what was a that was a good idea to drink sparkly bubbly water as i'm getting ready to talk and decide try not to belch <laughs> <laughs> that's my new kick i've been on this stupid kick of this stupid sparkling bubbling water yeah yeah it's pretty good that's so off topic i know it flavored at all or no yeah man it's oh okay i can't do flavored ones yeah it's like that Lacroix or whatever have you heard of that uh i don't know but i there's a few brands that are like that right yeah this one this one's uh maybe maybe if i promote it i'll get picked up by that sponsor this this podcast is brought to you by bubbly sparkling water (laughs) cherry bubbly cherry flavored with other natural flavors send a case of free water (laughs) Uh, I need sponsors. Maybe that that would be. I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast not too long ago, and it... podcast was like like five minutes of just ads. Yeah, yeah, the flashlight, right? <laughs> no, I didn't listen to that one, but that was that would probably be an interesting one. That was his only sponsor for like ever when he first got started was the flashlight. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And he said that, like, he's got a bunch of reoccurring guests like uh, Bill Burr and Duncan Trussell and stuff. And they'll talk about, oh, I got a, a drawer full of flashlights at my house because they send them to him. <laughs> <laughs> for my for my listeners, if they don't know what a flashlight is, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Corey. Man, I miss you. I really do wish you were still living in town with me and this was fun co-hosting this was kind of fun just picking your brain talking we we talked about a bunch of nonsense yeah yeah i always like to talk about nonsense so that was that was fun you know and after how long will it be before you can speak after your surgery i should be able to speak right afterward uh it might be painful though so right um i don't know give me a couple weeks maybe we'll do it again yeah, that's what I was thinking. I would like to get uh, to find out to give the listeners, if we have any, you know, the two the two that are listening right now. Thank you, and um, we appreciate you tuning in to us. That uh, we would like an update, so that would be cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I might be a little uh, a little hoarse the next time we talk, but. Mm. 
you know what else i before i before i get off uh the air i decided to put my aa shoes back on nice good for you you yeah. have somebody else down that road yeah a, fr- a friend of mine uh said to me he goes hey listen i know you're sober and you're coming up on three years do you go to aa and i said you know what i don't but i feel that there's something lacking in my sobriety and i don't know quite what it is and uh a while ago i talked on my podcast to some of my listeners about it and i i bitched and i complained about being a dry drunk and everything and i think a lot of people didn't want to hear that so one of the things that i i'd like to let my listeners know too is that i can that every day we can learn something new. And so I was all in that funk, but I said, you know what, what, what can I do to make a change? What, what change is there? And I'm like, this, this program is out here for me. Nobody kicked me out of it. Nobody told me I can't come anymore. So once I took my buddy to it and he mm-hmm. went I, for something kind of just clicked into me to maybe start it again, because I only really put a total of five months into AA of like, trying to work it because when I got back from rehab or when I was in rehab I did three months of AA and then when I got back to Oswego County I only did two months of AA so I've only had five months of it and been sobriety all on my own trying to just white knuckle it and do this all on my own when I realized that there's that I need help you know what I mean and so one of the things I can help is by being around other people that are struggling that experience strength and hope and share that kind of shit maybe what you're missing is to help help your friend through it as well you know yeah i think so i'm missing well i'm missing some kind of spiritualness too because you and i have talked about this you know and i i'm such a science guy Mm -hmm. you know and i really believe in science so much that it's hard for me to have my will you're supposed to turn it turn your will over to the care and love of a god as you understand him Mm -hmm. and i'm like well first of all there's over five thousand or six thousand different religions so which god you know what i mean right yeah yeah so i get i get kind of caught up on that and then going to a catholic school and graduating from a catholic school i i still that image of god him sitting on fluffy clouds or whatever still kind of wants to come screaming in because of that indoctrination growing up and uh not from my parents but just from society you know what i mean that's how i know how santa looks like because society told me what he you know that big man (laughs) yeah yeah of course same thing with with god like so i had this misconception but i do feel like i'm lacking something in like some kind of spiritual growth and so i'm not looking for spiritual perfection just some kind of spiritual growth i guess you know to where i don't feel always anxious or whatever like these anxious feelings that i get when i almost like uh somebody would have when they're drinking and i'm not drinking so i'm like just trying to do something different and mm-hmm. see what it, see how it works you know yeah yeah of course yeah well good for you i think that'll be good i think so i i like it it's just getting past a lot of the rhetoric for me and that's the part that it's because i want to be in control every you know what i mean it's hard to yeah, when you first uh, went to rehab, I actually read a lot about AA and stuff, and I was thought to myself, as soon as I got to that, you know, turn yourself over to a higher power, I was like, oh, Patrick's going to have a hard time with that. Yeah, 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 and I did, and still do to this day, you know, because being that ego wants to control things, mm-hmm. and your ego tells you that you're all kinds of things, and then you got it, and you don't need help, or... Like I said before, which God, 
you know, and so I have to find that in myself and whatever's going to work for me. And I'm hoping to find that. Like I said, I'm not looking for spiritual perfection, just spiritual growth. Yeah. But, well, back on the witch God uh, topic, whenever somebody sneezes, I always say Aphrodite bless you. Because Aphro- if, if any God's going to bless you, it might as well be Aphrodite. Might as well be Aphrodite. That's good. I like that. <laughs> My t- my oldest daughter, Bethany, she, she loves the, uh, Norse gods. Yeah. So she'll, she'll, she'll stay, say stuff like great beard of Odin and, uh, <laughs> right, right. you know, that kind of stuff. I like it. I, you know, here I was about to, I was about to wrap this up and there's no reason to, because I was going to say, I thought, it, I think it's interesting how that's one of the things about spirituality that I do find interesting and is a sense of the Norse gods. Think about this way back in the day when a natural phenomenon such as lightning and thunder came and they didn't know how to describe it or explain it or what was happening because they didn't have a meteorologist explaining to them that this is the atmospheres and two of them hitting once another. And, and uh, for them to take that and say, you know what that is, that's Thor making weapons you know and hitting the anvil and 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 i i just love that idea and that analogy of thinking back in the day before everybody thought they knew what they know now because everybody thinks they know everything you know right and we you know something's only right until somebody else proves it wrong anyway so right right yeah and so for them for how many hundreds of years hundreds and hundreds of years they were able to have that belief and hold on to it and now we know as, you know, modern man that, no, this is. Well, they were right. Somebody else just proved them wrong. <laughs> yeah. that's <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, just like all those other, when you say all the, when we were talking about all the other religions, somebody's right and somebody's wrong. Well, no, not necessarily. It could all be wrong. Well, that's true, too. That's true. And you and, and the answer nobody might never find out because a lot of times we're like, well, we'll know in the end. It's like, no, you might not either. You could get to the whole end of the book and the chapter just wasn't written. Yeah, yeah, it just falls off. <laughs> oh man, I hope not. You know, oh, speaking of like weird things again, and I'm going to jump topic. And we talked right at the beginning. We talked about uh, marijuana. I want to talk about how you can do legal hallucinations i saw a a thing on youtube the other day and it's called is it the halderman halderman effect or something where you can go into a deprivation you take and put a like a white piece of paper over your eyes Mm -hmm. and have white light behind that then you put on headphones of white noise like tv static and and lay down keep your eyes open but not allow anything else, to, you know, they suggest maybe ping pong balls. You can cut them in half, put them there, or just make a paper eye mask, like a sleeping mask. And it takes about, you want to give yourself, tw- you know, maybe 20 to 30 minutes of lying with your eyes open with this sound going. And you go into this sen- sensory deprivation chamber, basically, is what you've created. Uh-huh. And audio and visual hallucinations occur. And it's because the mind wants to make patterns all the time. And so with that, that white noise going and sounding, uh, one of the gentlemen, he said, I thought I heard laughter. 
And so you think you hear it. And so you're trying to hear that pattern again. It's almost like when you see faces in things, when our brain will automatically say, it looks like a face. It looks like, yes, yeah. it's, it's because our brain is always trying to make patterns and fill random things in. And right, uh, right. We're, we're pattern seeking. Uh, yeah. Creatures. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So it's pretty neat. I just watched this the other day and I was like, I said to my wife, I'm like, wow, back in my day, you had to take LSD or sniff glue and now you can do it legally without any brain yeah. cells broke. <laughs> the only, the only hallucinations I've ever had is when I was on morphine in the hospital. Yeah, no doubt. And you know, I I had taken LSD, and I've never seen things that weren't there. I've never hallucinated in the sense of seeing things that weren't there. Yeah, I just never have, never have. Yeah, I've I've tried a small dose of mushrooms, and there wasn't. I didn't even see trails or anything. Right, right. So I just got real giggly. I felt drunk. Yeah, and you know, and that could be. Who knows if that's placebo too? Because. They have a they have these studies done where they put people in a room and they give them quote unquote beer and it's non alcoholic and next thing you know people are getting drunk. Oh yeah, no kidding. And they're not even and there's no alcohol in the beer. So I think that's fascinating and all the effects can be there of alcohol and uh, the loudness, the boisterous, the feeling like you can take on the world. And uh, there's no alcohol in it. So it's that it's the mind is a really powerful, powerful, powerful thing. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know what percentage of people, you know, actually felt the effects of alcohol without having drank it. It would be. And I don't have to see that. I, if I was a professional podcast career, I'd have all that stuff. Damn it. Man, I should. Or, or we'd have a guy like just sitting here. We would. With us. Yeah. That, that would be nice. We could just be like. <laughs> Look that up for us, please. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Or you know what? We wouldn't even we wouldn't even ask. He would anticipate right, and already right. have that fact. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Someday. Someday. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta start small and dream big. That's right. That's right. Oh man. Thank you, Corey, for your time. I appreciate this. This was fun. I hope to co-host with you again. We just took about 30 minutes of fun, I think topics that were entertaining fun and all over the place yeah i hope to do it again soon groovy man give my best to your family i miss them immensely i can't believe how much they're growing up when i see them on facebook and stuff and uh i'm awful happy for you and i'm really happy that you've got this surgery coming up that is going to be uh life-changing i I wish i could be there for you i will be there in in spirit thanks but i appreciate it i know you will All right, my friend. Take care, and we will talk to you real soon. All right, talk to you later, man. All right, brother. Peace.